It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway. It's time for your top four at four. Tucker, hit it. Thank you, Russell. At number one, Baseball America has released its preseason All-American team, and four Vols made the team. Pitcher Drew Beam is on the first team. First baseman Blake Burke is on the second team. And third baseman Billy Amick and second baseman Christian Moore are on the third team. Week from Friday. It's go time. Is that is that it on your VUT baseball news? Because I don't want to steal your thunder if, if it's not. Oh, it's – yeah, that's it. You guys heard the uh, injury news over the week, right? Yeah. Bummer. No. Dean Curley is banged up with a hamstring. I did not see that. That's not the one I thought you were talking about. Ben McKee was reporting that over at 247. Yeah, no, uh, he's, he's got a hamstring that's going to keep him out for a while. So he was kind of in line to start. We had Curly's like. Curly's got a hammy. Oh, Dean Curly. There's he's old got Curly. Pull his old hammy string right there. And so the, what does that make? Bradkey Laurie the starter that's there? That's what they're Maybe. Like. I mean, everybody's. Antigua's banged up. Because you can't slide SIBO over there. Curly's banged up. People. We don't have another. Who would play second if they if they slid Simo to shortstop? I don't I think, know. I think Lori's their other guy there. I mean, I'm I'm sure they've got some some guys, but it's like a drop off hmm. in the middle infield, which is not good. So hopefully those guys get healthy and somebody nails down that shortstop job. But something to keep an eye on over the next two weeks. At number two, Tennessee is down one spot to number six in the latest AP poll following a week in which it lost at home to South Carolina but defeated Kentucky in Rupp Arena. Houston fell to number five after its loss to Kansas, who jumped up to number three with the win. In the SEC, Kentucky fell seven spots to number 17 after an 0-2 week. Auburn moved up four spots to number 12. Alabama moved up eight spots to number 16, and South Carolina leaped into the poll at number 15. Oh, that's a big leap. And just kind of jump in there in the end. No, we're number 15. We're not sticking they earned it, like though. They, they, fringe, no. They earned in. it. Yeah, and, and they aren't. Do you watch them on Saturday? No. See any of that? They aren't uh, just turning it on one game and then taking another game off, and no. Nah. They drag you into the mud and make you play their game. And they grind. They grind on you. Just absolutely vicious to watch. It's 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 boring as hell to watch, really, but successful. At, at number three, the Washington Commanders have found a new offensive coordinator in Cliff Kingsbury. At the collegiate level, Kingsbury held the head coaching position at his alma mater of Texas Tech from 2013 to 18. Had a pair of one-year stints as USC's offensive coordinator, and most recently in the NFL, he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals from 2019 to 2022. Be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. There's been rumors they might. They really like Caleb Williams, apparently. And they pick second, so they would have to make a, a trade with the Bears. But they'd probably be, I mean, if being honest, I don't know, me personally, I think they'd probably be better off just let the Bears take Caleb Williams. Well, the thing is, Kingsbury and uh, Williams were together this past year. They know each other a little bit. Like, are, are, And then, you know, are the Bears going to take Caleb Williams? Would they potentially stick with, with Fields? So you don't want to trade if you don't have to, but 
You either got a quarterback or you don't. I don't think either Bears or the Commanders have one. No, I don't either. And finally, at number four, Jed Fish has found a defensive coordinator for his Washington Huskies in Steve Belichick. Belichick coached under his father, Bill, in New England. His roles varying from defensive play calling, safeties coach, and outside linebackers coach. Hmm. There's been a lot of movement. Is that surprised you, Houston, from college coaches and, like, head coaches taking assistant and coordinator jobs in the NFL? It did until I saw the report, and I think Schefter alluded to it, but, they're dude, they're just sick of it. They're sick of the NIL. They're sick of the new, you know, realm of college football. They just want to coach. They want to coach X's and O's. They want to coach tackling and blocking, and they're done with this – babysitting fundraising extravaganza so i think you're going to lose some pretty good coaches especially those that aren't as established did you see tennessee hired a new guy in the the tight ends coach is that yeah, he was an no, analyst i'm talking about the balls i'm talking about hypel from yeah. auburn yeah right? from auburn. yeah i i got that he was an analyst like off the field kind of my my thought on it was that it was one of these because he was i think auburn's general manager was his yeah, last job something like that or director of player personnel to indiana too something so along that, those that was my initial thought and this is just russell speculating here i haven't talked to anybody about it but it's like hypel getting more people to deal with the machinery of it so that he can do all this more of this ceo stuff that these college coaches just have to do now so we're jay harbaugh Jim's son, he left Michigan, too. He's going to the Seahawks to be a whatever. Special teams coordinator. Oh, he's not going with uh, his old man? uh... Striking out to make a name for himself, doing it himself. Doesn't want to be a Nepo baby. Yeah, he and Mike McDonald have a relationship over time. uh, That's really not surprising. I mean, it sounds like the Harbaugh way. Everybody kind of does their own thing. They're all crazy. Thank you, Tucker. That is the top four at four. So, basketball team sixth in the AP poll, sixth in the coaches poll, sixth in the net, sixth at Ken Pomp, seventh at Bart Torvik, third at Evan Mayakawa, ninth at Shot Quality, whatever that is, seventh on the ESPN BPI, and seventh on the ESPN SOR. Thanks to our buddy Jordan Moore for compiling those numbers. It's a good follow. Top Jordan. ten, top ten basketball team. Can we're, we be top four the, at the end of the year? Man, that involves so many. You know, it's a lot of luck. Well, another thing he tweeted today. I mean, you look at the schedule over the next month or so. Outside of that game at Texas A&M, all of those games are very much winnable for Tennessee mm. with who they've got in this little stretch now. March will be tough because you have to go to Alabama, you have to go to South Carolina, and Kentucky is here. But you just got to take care of everything between now and then. And you've also got a game with uh, with Auburn. Is that here or there this year? It's here, which I, I think is a big bullet that Tennessee dodges not having to go down there. Yeah, but he'll have them. He'll, you know he'll have them frothing. Brucifer. your number to get on the show. 546-8200 if you want to chime in today. And let's go to the phones for the first time and talk to Joshy Boy. Good afternoon, Joshy Boy. How are you, sir? Hey, fellas. What's up? How are you guys doing on uh, this Victory Monday? 
Man, I'm still a little bit hungover from our keg of glory bash Saturday night. Right. That went that went into the yeah, wee hours, Joshy boy. You I'm know what I'm saying? Smoke, I'm smoking right now on uh, that Cal Perry pack. <laughs> oh man, that's a beautiful thing. Anytime you go up to Rupp and win, you you take a couple of days to absorb it, don't you? Yeah, you do. So. uh who would you say on the schedule, the rest of the SEC games, we can rank them from one to five? Who would you say is going to be the toughest one through five remaining? Remaining? Oh, great question. Yeah. Uh, I would probably say either Alabama or South Carolina because those are away games. Coleman's always yeah. been like a house of horrors for Tennessee. Yeah, and Bama right. looks like they've kind of figured it out. Yeah. I can give you at least South, four. I don't know the fifth. South Carolina. I mean, they're a really good basketball team. Yeah, that'll team. be a tough game, Bear. What uh, you got, Tuck? Yeah, so along those lines, Bama and South Carolina both on the road, Kentucky at home, Auburn at home. And then outside of that, you know, the, the next couple weeks will not be as difficult, I don't think, but Texas A&M on yeah. the road I think is the tricky one. Just, I feel like they're a little bit of a better version of Mississippi State, if that makes sense. They've got more guys that can score the ball but still very defensive-minded. Who was the last one you were saying, Tuck? At A&M. At A&M. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one this Saturday. For sure. And, you know, I, I'm not I, – I know they're having a miserable season, but I'm not penciling in a win at Arkansas. And like we, I mean, we get everybody's – we, we get a, everybody's best shot. Yeah. Because yeah. we've been yeah. so good for so long. It's – you know, Kentucky really struggled down there. We also played them on Valentine's Day, which, you know, yeah, it's an amorous group. <laughs> Could be a good distraction for them. Right. Russ, uh, I was talking with my friend who's a Gators fan. God rest his – I don't know why he's a Gators Go fan. Go Gators. Is he dead? Yeah. But, no, I said, uh, God, I can't believe he's a no. Gators fan. But I was talking to him. I said, God – Aaron, how'd you blow that lead against A and M? He said they went in the zone second half and they just didn't do well against A and M zone. You sit back in the zone, let you give Dalton Connect just looks. Vescovy? Is anybody? I don't think so. I was was literally just thinking back in my head, like, has anyone even thrown a zone at us for more than a possession or two? I, well, I think, think that's so. why. I mean, you do it. Yeah, you can't. You, yeah. you can't. Not with uh, Connect, Vescovy. I mean, help, uh, Ziegler. Too many three-point shooters. Yeah. I'll shoot so, you right uh, out of it. What do you guys think about uh, this whole court case? How do you think it'll go in our favor? I mean, it it feels like things are trending in in Tennessee's direction. Houston, you said you read the entire sixteen page. Don't ask me to tell you much from that. By brief, the way. but right. no, but you said the the thing that stood out to you is they did a really good job of just systematically yes. breaking down all of the NCAA's objections, refuting them one one by, by one. one. Yeah. So, Joshy boy, that was the yeah. most. And again, like I'm not going to get into all the legalese, and I can't remember all, all the right. specific points, but. And, and, Russ, you mentioned this during the break. The NCAA led with 16 pages of word vomit. And then they started kind of piecing together their case. And I thought that Scrimetti and, and the attorneys really came back with a piece-by-piece 
breakdown of the NCAA says this. Well, according to this ruling, and it could be in a case from California to Ohio, they kept going back to specific cases with specific outcomes, and they said the reason this doesn't work is because a court already decided it doesn't. And everything that they said against Tennessee, it was really smart. They would use the NCAA's own language against them, saying things like, uh, guidelines are not rules. Guidelines are not law. So now, again, I'm not an expert, but as I read that, I don't know how you couldn't at least think that all of these attorneys and that this case was put together with a ton of thought, a ton of intelligence. It, it, it felt like they knew exactly what the NCAA was going to say in their response, mm. and they had uh-huh. a counterpoint to everything the NCAA said, which in a case like this is very, very important. What, did we send Connor Stallions up there to get the film yeah. on him? So, uh, Russ, I was uh, listening today to another radio show. They basically said if they grant us that TRO, then uh, we're pretty much good, right? To Tennessee. I mean, you're you're good in the short term. Eventually, all this is going to have to be decided in in a court case. But right. that could take. It's like we were talking before the end of hour number one today. If they drag this out like court cases typically do and like anything with the NCAA typically does, then by the time it's decided, Nico might be playing in the NFL. And he might be retired. He might be collecting AARP. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't know that it, it matters at that point because if we go to the playoff with, with Nico next year, it's just going to be fantastic. Right. And the NCAA can say whatever they want. But as long as we get to have that party and we know we had that party – who cares what some irrelevant eggheads up in Indianapolis have to say about it? Right. They uh, they never did anything really with Michigan either. Besides a slap on the wrist and a few games suspended for Harbaugh, you know? Well, I mean, there's they're still investigating it, but like sure. to what we were just talking about, like he's gone. So, yeah, what, you know, if they decide yeah, in a year or so, think. we're going to strip you of your national championship, like, what does that even mean anymore? Like, yeah. you can't you can't write it on the side of your stadium that you're 2023 college football national champions? I mean, are they going to, like, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind us? <laughs> I mean, are they going to erase the memory? Like, if they yeah. if, the, if we, this were basketball and, and we hang the damn banner and, uh-huh. they, and they come back and say, you got to take that down, I'd be like, no, we're not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's nice. Say we got to we, we, we take that down. Uh, we, we got you, buddy. Why don't you run on about your business? I ain't taking nothing down. We're waiting we're on the crane, bro. We're anything. waiting on the crane. <laughs> you heard Joshy boy. No, we're not. Yeah. But, uh, guys, great win uh, Saturday night, and I can't wait for the Barnstormers, whoever call in, and eat pro. See ya. The Barnstormers. I call them the Barnes Bashers. <laughs> Oh man, that's classic. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number if you want to get on the show. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see you come down here and try and take this banner down. Well, the the Tom Mars. Did you see the Tom Mars tweet? Where you were talking about rules and versus guidance. They really stepped in it. Did you see that, Houston? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it specifically, but that that's been one of his big talking points over the weekend was guidance. Is not rules. There's yeah. there's rule of law. There's not rule of guidance. Yeah, his his his, his direct quote: speed limits are rules. Federal antitrust law 
antitrust laws or rules. Guidance is when a federal judge suggests a short break so you can learn the rules of evidence. Vastly different concepts. I like how the coarsening of discourse in America is trickling into the the legal atmosphere. It's all snarky now. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> long it gone in the days was, of hello, but... sir. I'd like to present you with this lawsuit. No, it is uh, it is it is a battle. Well, it's Public opinion matters. It's like the, these politicians who get up there, they're like, oh, you know, the gentleman across the aisle is a distinguished senator, and uh, we worked together on the farm bill many years ago, and I, I certainly appreciate his sincerity and dedication to public service when it comes to that. Now, the fact that he is a lying sack of manure yeah. has nothing to do with yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's great. Joshy boy. That was a good call. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Jay by, by God. is next. Good afternoon, Jay. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, guys, uh, I, I don't – I'm like most people. I don't think the NCAA has much of a case, and I kind of think they're starting to crumble. But I think there are real ramifications just for the allegations or – uh, whatever it is that the NCAA is throwing out against Tennessee, the real ramifications are, um, you know, th- this is going to be used against them, obviously in recruiting, you know, and other our rivals are going to be telling people we're going to get the, the repeat violator and all this kind of stuff. Do you guys see this as substantially hurting our recruiting? Or Detrimental just- in the short term. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I, th- I mean, like, yeah, I think it is. Like you said, Russ, it, it could go on for the next three years, three or four years. Yeah, I think that's why you're going after the temporary restraining mm-hmm. order tomorrow. It's like mm-hmm. you're trying to get them held at bay as quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was my most frustrating thing from the beginning of this. Regardless of the outcome, it puts you right back in that mess that you just got out of, which is other universities, other coaching staffs, and, and national media speculating and saying things that may or may not eventually come true, like, oh, it's going to be a two- or three-year bowl ban, or, oh, they're going to lose 10 scholarships, or, oh, they're not going to be able to compete at this level. And whether it's true or not in the long term, like in the short term, that does matter. Like, those words do carry weight when they're coming from no longer. But at the time, you think Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, coaches around the country that that have that clout, and it Mm -hmm. just puts you right back in that little bit of a – a veiled sense of reality where, unfortunately, 17- and 18-year-old kids are going to hear that, their parents are going to hear that, their family, their handlers, whoever, and it does cast some doubt, and that's unfortunate. And that's that's one of the things that frustrated me the most when this case kind of broke. It's whether we're right or wrong, whether we did nothing wrong at all or we are just absolutely dead-ass guilty, you're right back in that speculative mess of well, if you go there, you know it might be good for a year or two. Yeah. But then, then all hell breaks loose, and is that really where you want to be? It's just frustrating. Well, that's it's frustrating because even if we do get this is what you're saying the the legal sure. thing to go with us, we get the preliminary injunction, and they say, all right, well, you can't proceed with this investigation of Tennessee until we settle this case, Correct. which could take years. Well, you know, if I'm Hugh Freeze or Billy Napier or it sucks. Uh, You'd be stupid not Taylor to DeBoer. bring it up. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, 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 hey, look, man, 
all these penalties are going to kick in like right your sophomore year. Yeah, it might not matter your freshman year when you're just learning the ropes, but by the time you want to go and play in the college football playoff, they're going to get slammed. It's yeah. going to be a two-year postseason ban and loss of scholarships and all this stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So, ba- so basically, I mean, Heupel's entire career at Tennessee, <laughs> he's had to recruit under – Basically, what we what y'all just mentioned. He right? had about, he had about three months, Jay. He had about three months yeah. without any of this uh, nonsense hanging over his program. And he's still doing good. Like we're still signing players. We're st- we got studs coming in, man. I mean, I know. it's yeah, not I mean, top ten, top five classes, but top fifteen for sure. And then you're answering in the portal, I think, which is important too. So, right, like I. It's tough to know, right, Jay? Like, y- you wish you had that uh, parallel universe mirror where you could see what it would have been like had none of this yeah. happened in the first place. Meanwhile, on Earth, too. Right. But all things considered, I-, I mean, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I think he's doing, I mean, all things considered, I think he's doing really well. He's done well on the portal. He's had to deal with NCAA stuff basically since he's got here. And like you said, he's had about a three month reprieve, and, and that's it. So, uh, I mean, considering what he's done and what he took over, I think he's done really well. So, it'll be interesting. I hope we can – I don't know what the future holds for college football, but, um, God, hopefully it gets better in this, boys. I'll see you all, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Jay. We appreciate it. Got to take a quick time out. When we continue, we'll get more of your phone calls in here. More Tennessee basketball talk as the Vols turn their attention to – Home game against LSU Wednesday night over at the arena, and then pretty difficult road trip as we discussed a little bit there at Texas A&M. 8 p.m. tip for that one, too. On Saturday, another another liquored-up, rowdy crowd. See if we can take them out of it the way we did the We're gonna be, coal miners uh, up there. Pretty sure not having – we won't have uh, Lenore City with us Saturday night. Oh, yeah. What's his excuse? And he's dating that he's, he's that dating, cat devil. Well, he's got the he's date he's apparently dating a cat devil. He's also apparently squiring around a you know good good straight lace girl. Yeah, he's juggling relationships. He's juggling multiple women right now. Should we be talking about this? Dandy Dave, probably not. Double dipping Dave. <laughs> he's in Nashville. <laughs> he's in Nashville. I mean, if you're Hello. He, he's a big Why? podcast listener because he's doing his show right now, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. And so I could just imagine like him picking up his girl and say, "You know, I used to work with these guys in Nash in uh, Knoxville. Let's let's listen. Let, here, I'll do, turn this on. Do this podcast. Yeah, he, it, these are my friends. I do a post game show with them. Let's listen. <laughs> I'll text him. Be Avoid sure. midway of hour two. <laughs> Oh man! Four twenty-two mark. Quick timeout. The drive continues. More fan run radio coming up. The drive. Fan run radio. The drive continues. Robert on Twitter says Bears a better doctor than lawyer. Ah, I can't be everything to everybody. I'm- I should have prefaced that with saying, I'm just basically going off, unlike my medical degree, I'm just going off what I can remember from yesterday when I was reading Tom Mars, Dan Lust, Michael McCann, and then like Trey and all the other no, I, guys. No, I agree. You are a much better 
FOS doctor than FOS lawyer. But I think that's just because we do a sports show and we spend so many time talking about so much time talking about injuries, injuries that you're just you have a lot more practice. But the way things are going with Tennessee, I mean, you might. I will speak on this with authority by the end of the week. You, you, <laughs> you know, we, we've got our, our medical theme songs that we play whenever Dr. Bear enters the office. I will pick office. my own theme music from here on out. That, that's what irritates I, me I, about all I your all's bits. I know. Dun, 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 dun. I was thinking uh, Perry Mason. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Matlock. I'm not sure how the Matlock theme goes. It's, I don't it's very horny. <laughs> what? Horns heavy. Okay. It's got a lot of horns. A lot of trumpets. Br- trumpets. Brass. Come on. Brass. Come on. It's a joke. Sorry. Sorry. Perry Mason theme hits hard, man. Back in the day, my dad used to always watch that. We'd be on vacation. Dad's just zoning out to some Perry Mason. Dad, we're going to the beach. All right. I'll exactly. Be <laughs> exactly. I just remember, like, Dad going on a Perry Mason binge at the beach. Yep. <laughs> You ever heard the Perry Mason theme, Tucker? If I listened to it, I would. I, I might recognize it. DC. Matt Matlock, any chance? <laughs> it's another one. You know who starred in Matlock? Who? All right, we're done here. Did you watch that with your grandma? Me? Matlock, yeah. Damn right I did. And then I picked it up like a couple picked a couple summers ago, and I was like, "All right, this actually is pretty good." I mean, you really, really, you Matlock. watch Matlock by yourself for like a full day. <laughs> I love Andy Griffith. How about we come up? With, we'll use the Matlock theme for something for you then. Did you watch the Andy Griffith show growing up? Yes, that's with fine. I, like, my, Did I, you? No, never. My, my dad. It's oh. my, my dad's favorite show, so he was always and I just I could never get into. Dude, it. I still watch that's it. your dad's favorite show. Oh yeah. Really, it's oh, on. Yeah. It's on whatever from like ten to two every day, and if I'm at the house, I just throw it on. Oh yeah, love that show. Love Andy Griffith. I don't know what because there are other like old shows I remember watching like on Nick Nick at Night, like Mr. Ed and stuff like that. Yeah, I, was, I never got into Mr. My Ed. My favorite Martian. I really liked uh, the Dennis the Menace. They used to show that on Nickelodeon, the old black and white Dennis. Yeah, the I Menace. never saw them. Were they good? Oh, it was so good. Yeah, I liked it when I was a kid. I love the movie. Just never, yeah. I mean, Andy Griffith is just one of those. Like I, I, and I know people love it. Could never get into it. it you're into it. Oh, I love you it. You dig it? Oh, oh it's, yeah. I mean, it's the, the father and son. They're going fishing. That opening. Yes, now that's it's all a, about that's it. an iconic theme. Is, yeah. is that maybe oh, the most one. iconic theme? It's up there. Yeah. It is that it? I mean, really? Like for a show? Yeah. I mean, the two that immediately jump in my head, it's like Andy Griffith and Jaws. Like, you just know those two the second you hear the first note. It's up there. Yeah, I mean, but it's just, I, I wonder how much the guy who wrote that. Somebody wrote that, that whistling song. Wonder, I wonder how much wonder how much chatter he made off that thing. Maybe I'm an old so I just love it. It's just throwback, small town, Americana, just. You're like, oh, like who's your, what's your favorite episode then? Let's oh, see how well you know golly. it. Golly. <laughs> Dude, I, I have to pick just one. I mean, there there's so many. Um kerosene cucumbers is really good. That's that's up there. When Aunt B makes pickles that are terrible and Barney and Andy have to eat them all for the fair. And then she makes a bunch more because she 
thought they really liked him. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. That, that's a good one. The goat when it ate the dynamite. The goat and the dynamite's good. The one where the I can't remember the name of that one where Barney is teaching Otis how to drive. And like yeah. sober up, he's like, "Hey, up!" There was a couple of times where like really bad, really bad people would show up in in Mayberry. Yeah, really. Like yeah. the bank robbers were like. It's funny how they all get tricked, and then of course, obviously, like Andy and Barney like accidentally stumble into how to save the case and all that stuff. Yeah, but I. I mean, you mentioned an episode. I could probably walk you through I, the whole thing. I love three. Them all. I, the one. I, the best thing about that whole show was Ernest T. Bass throwing bricks through windows. It's me, it's me, it's Ernest T. How do you do, Mrs. Wiley? You, are you as lost as I am right now, Tucker? Very lost. Very, very <laughs> lost. We've gotten a call from a noted uh, Andy Griffith expert and friend of ours. Oh, he just wants to come on there. I, th- I thought you were going to say he's told you something. Oh no no no! Oh, he we we just have to stop what we're doing and talk to this person now. Yeah, pretty much. That's what he's he's, he's okay. saying. Who? I mean, we, Haji, welcome. Okay, in. thank you. That's like uh, th- usually that's where you start with the we have a call from so and so. Yeah, I feel like we did that backwards. We may have. Haji, welcome. Noted Andy Griffith show expert John Hodge. Russell, as long as you've known me, you did not know that I created and marketed an Andy Griffith show trivia game now that you're saying it it rings a bell like in the is this something you were working on back at the old uh horn days when we were together actually it was before that it came out I think in 98 feels like 98 well I I was a I mean we didn't know each other then Haji I was 18 years old no right but I'm saying that well that was the horn days were what 06 07 yeah like that so I just didn't talk about it, maybe. Or I mentioned it once or something. I don't know. Is it the but most yeah, iconic theme song of all time? It's up there. What, what, uh, Cheers is probably up there, would you mm, think? That's a good one. MASH, maybe. Also a good one. No, um, we went to uh, Topsail for Thanksgiving, and we had to drive through <laughs> Mount Airy, which is the... Yeah. Uh, the hometown of Andy Griffith and what Mayberry is. Is that based. where they filmed it? Ooh. Uh, or I think did, they, did they film it on a studio? It may have been a studio, but I think it was filmed in it North was. Carolina. But I had to like argue with Julia that we should pull off and get lunch. <laughs> oh, they have like God. a museum and the, the soda shop, the barber shop, and she was like, no, yeah. we're in a hurry. And I was like, all right. Well, oh, man. It. I've been to uh, Mayberry Days a few times, but it's in football season. It's like in September when the weather's just absolutely perfect in the September, I think. And it's sort of in a mountain town, yeah. So it's uh, sort of like they, they make it, you know, the whole town embraces it, obviously. And they, yeah, they do have a the, the, the main diner. They have two. There's a Bluebird Diner and another one next to the uh, or, uh, the uh, barbershop that has fried pork chop sandwiches as big as your head. And they're pretty unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Cooked on lard, of course, on, a, on, a, <laughs> on, the, on the grill. You know, but yeah, uh, bear. Good call on the uh, Ernest T. Bass. Always good. The Darlings. I played. Uh, oh, the played. Darling episodes. Those are money. Oh well, then oh, like Ernest T. Bass was in love with uh, whatever her name is. Charlene. Charlene. Yeah. Darlin. Charlene Darling. But she was in love with Andy Russ. 
Oh, we got a love and, triangle. And Gilligan, who I Gilligan, think she, there you who go. she ended up there. marrying in a later episode. Houston. Or are we saying Bob Denver or no, he was another, there as Gilligan? No, it was Bob Denver. Oh, it was a different ca- character named Gilligan? Yeah, he got his start on Andy Griffith. Wait, I'm no, confused. It was, no, no, it was Bob Denver. Yeah. As Gilligan. No, no. as no, a okay. different character on Andy Griffith. Where say, he that'd got be a great crossover. Yeah, it would have been. She blew him off though, and she ended up marrying Dud Wash, was who's played. He might have been named that in that episode, but it was a different character. But uh, yeah, and they tried to get Opie to marry her daughter. And, uh, those those characters, those jokes. I mean, there was no jokes on the show. It was just writing that was is timeless. That's why it's still on the air all these years because it's not, you know, it's not anything about time. It's just all humor and the characters barney five don knotts was on five years won five emmys was he really only on for five years yeah they had a uh, andy I, said he was only going to do five years and then uh, so don knotts got a 3d little picture show with uh i'm not sure who was the studio but um it was the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Yeah, the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Yeah. boy. I, I just want the record to show. For the next person, somebody calls us, oh, my God, you guys sound so old right now. I have no <laughs> idea what's happening right now. I don't I don't speak this language. This sounds like Portuguese to me. Whatever's happening to this radio show right now, I don't know. Y'all sound, you guys are covered in cobwebs right now. All of you are just fossilized. You call yourself a Southerner? How can you be a Southerner and not grow up with Andy Griffith? And the Especially show had been off watching. air for like 15 years when I was born. <laughs> what were you doing when your dad was watching it? Right, uh, uh, leaving Playing the room, <laughs> leaving the room generally. Yeah, going outside. You only had one TV, probably, so you had to either watch it or go outside. I guess, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for you, man. All the lessons that every parent should uh, watch that well, show for parents. I, I want to be open. My, yeah, because I I like wholesome stuff. The older I get, the more I like wholesome stuff. It's like. What uh, is this stream? Where would I, where would I go if I wanted to sample some Andy Griffith tonight and give it a Good try? Lord. What is, other than is it TV, TV Land every day? Channel. Just pick a it's channel. On everywhere, Me TV. Yeah, I don't know what all the I don't know what all those news. Can I stream it somewhere? Are, can I can I watch it on the the streaming without the commercials? I'm sure you can. You, you just too, turn it yeah. on. Uh, just turn on it. What's that channel called? Well, that, that's what I'm asking. I yeah, know TV. It's on- do you have Pluto? Pluto? Mm-hmm. I do have Pluto. It's free. Pluto. It's on like it's every no afternoon. Planet, by the way. They just run them over and over again. Man, I did like 200 interviews on morning TV and radio all around the southeast mostly. The Midwest, too. Everybody loves Andy Griffith, man. I can't help it if you're a grouch about it. I'm not. I'm trying not to be grouchy about it. I, I. I would like to. I want to see what all the. Please stop. But I want to see what all the fuss is about. That's one of those. Who sang that? Yeah, let's let him keep it that way. Yeah, but quality program, wholesome, good. You know, lessons every every almost every episode. The the color ones lost a little traction with Barney gone, but yeah. Goober, Goober kind of carried those. All right. Uh, thank you, Hodge. You pre- do you have any gambling advice or anything for us this afternoon? <laughs> if if, if uh, Kansas goes to five and a half, take Kansas State because they lost Oklahoma State. They've lost four in a row. Kansas just beat Houston 
two days ago. They're still high on that. So we're looking for a little uh, public money on Kansas so we can take Kansas State tonight. Hmm. George Kittle over. Juwan Jennings over 14 and a half. It'd be crazy not to throw to him. I'll have more for you. I'll call you Friday with some props. How about that? Looking forward to it. All right. Maybe And maybe some uh, additional information on your classic black and white TV shows, your favorite. Yeah, I need a dissertation on Green Acres next time we, we hear from you. Thank you, Haji. Appreciate you. Goodbye. Thank you. What just happened to the show? I'm not often overly surprised by things of this nature. Russell, I really – I would have thought you would you, be like you would have an, pegged me as an Andy Griffith. I probably would peg me as an Andy Griffith guy too. I, I'm not saying like a dyed in the wool like can yeah. decide every episode, but I thought you would Just have seen of it. The generation I grew up yeah, in, it yeah. was on TV all the time. Yeah. It, I mean, I remember seeing it all the time. It just never took hold for whatever reason. Give it a shot. So my day was it was the only thing that was on TV in the afternoons when we got home from school. Dude, without commercials, you can get through an episode in like 18 minutes. There it is, Pluto. They're quick. Okay. Can I? I tell you what, I, I am addicted to like Netflix will let you speed up the show. Ooh, yeah, you could get away with that on so, Andy Griffith for sure. I'm guessing it's it's a little that's, bit more. That's one of the of strangest yes. the things that I can't wrap my brain that you would. I under, I can kind of halfway understand podcasts, but that you'll speed up a TV show. Oh, it makes me mad when I'm on like Prime or who like anything else basically besides Netflix and YouTube when I can't speed it up. That's so hmm. weird. I got stuff to do, man. That's, that's really weird, though. I got two hours to I watch. I got shows movie. to watch. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got to crank it out. All right, stay with us. The Drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, 546-8200. Back with more right after this. The Drive. is your Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Justin Hanna on Twitter says, The hell is wrong with watching Matlock by yourself? Here, here. Nothing. It just lets me know who took care of you in your formative years. Your grandma. At Vol Badger says, Not quite a law show, but Bears Lawyer theme could be the theme from Murder, She Wrote. Ooh. I just remember Murder, She Wrote, like that was always Pat Summerall's uh, promo during NFL games <laughs> in the 80s. Like, if you, as soon as this game's over, it'll be 60 minutes. And then uh, murder, Ooh, she, wrote. she wrote. With, like, a picture of Angela Lansbury on the side. I never got, I never watched that. Did you ever read the story about how he almost uh, croaked on a flight right after a game? He had Pat? Who, Pat Summerall? Yeah, he had um, uh, some kind of massive ulcer. And the thing blew uh, in his stomach when he was on on a plane after like a like a Dallas Philadelphia game. He was a tough guy, man. Oh yeah, he played in the old league. Was he a player? Or is he a kicker? I mean, back then, does it really matter? You, yeah, you might have been a like they didn't have as many specialists. It's a good point. No, and those guys were there weren't any rules protecting those guys back then. So yeah. All right, we've got Gary online who claims to be one of Andy Griffith's grandsons. I think so. Gary, good afternoon. You're on the drive, Fan Run Radio. What do you say, Dubby? How's it going, Gary? Uh, uh, 
But let me tell you something. Yeah, my grandfather, Andy Griffith, it was Gilroy Andrew Griffith in Morgan County. Good, you know, just a good, you know, good, good guy. And uh, we, we, we had a, we had a, you know, enjoyed enjoyed growing up in that area and like i said i'm a retired police officer and yeah there were times that i acted like barney fife and and all this but uh had a had a good life had a good life and by the way can i do ernest t bass imitation real quick? Uh, I, I don't understand are you really andy griffith's grandson or are you like are, are yes, you sir. just an enthusiast yes, who is your mother oh uh Lillian John, she and uh, she she just passed away. She passed away the same day as as Queen Elizabeth. Lillian Johns is is your mother. Yeah. How many How many kids did Andy Griffith have? Uh, just my just my mom and and my brother. I mean my 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 uh, my uncle. Sorry. You're you're good guys. I, I I'm Hello? confused. How old are you? What? I'm 68. You're 68. So yes, I, you got to remember, I, I I grew up with you with uh, with the Silvio and and all the rest of knuckleheads. Okay, well that's not making me trust you anymore, Gary. Thank you very little. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I don't know. I I got because I'm I'm looking up. Uh, Andy Griffith, according to Wikipedia, had three wives. No, no, it's Gilroy. Andrew Griffith. Gilroy. Gilroy Andrew Griffith. Oh, so your your grandfather was named Andy Griffith, but he just wasn't Andy Griffith from the Andy Griffith show. No, no, sir. No, 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 no. Well, what are you, it, I it, mean, it, it, what are you doing? You, you had us go. We thought we were visiting with TV royalty right now. You're just some guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, my grandfather, Andy Griffith, and uh, I just... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't not flesh that. Like he had me I going for it a when little he bit. First got on air, and I, he well, said, "Why did you say something?" Like, I, I'm, I'm listening to the guy. I'm asking who his mom is because I've got the Andy Griffith Wikipedia pulled up, and Andy Griffith had three wives. He got around a little bit. He divorced. Barbara Edwards in 72 and turned around and married uh, Solika Casuto. That's a sexy name. Even Solika is probably a... Anyway, he divorced her in 81 and then married Cindy Knight. So, like Andy, he get divorced, turn around and get married again. And he said whoever his mom's name was. And I'm like, you know, it's not on there. She ain't on the list. I don't know if Andy had a couple of, you know, know, children that he didn't claim. I didn't want to get, like, insulting Gary and everything, but... He was, he had me, he had me rattled. He had me shook. I didn't know where he was going and I, I didn't like it. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gary, but uh, you can't call in here and, and, and play with us like that, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry too. How about old Andy G getting around like that? <laughs> Three wives. All right, Andy. You hey. hook up with Pat- Patricia Neal, you said? No, I just saw a picture of him. With I think he acted with her. He, he oh, three wives. I, mean, I was at like Andy Griffith in, in his time was a handsome guy, probably. Like he's he's a, a smooth talking guitar playing. Uh, he's from North Carolina, right? Does he play guitar? Yeah, 
Play the hell out of a guitar. Have you guys heard his uh, stand-up monologue about college football? I have heard some of that. It's yeah. good. What it was was football. It's That's worth a listen to any Southern football fan. You, you just slipped into a little bit. Could you do a little Andy Griffith for us? I mean, yeah. Like, but I, not, I, I heard it come out right there, what it was. Not was football. on man now, Russ. <laughs> he doesn't do real good on the man. Nobody, it, it's hard, man. I think he'd do fine, Houston. Don't listen to me. He hates everything. Give me a little Andy G. Oh, Barney. I'd have to work on it. All right, we'll workshop it. I can workshop it a little bit. Jimmy is next. Good afternoon, Jimmy. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. All right. Excellent call, Jimmy. <laughs> Just stepped up and knocked it right out of the park. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. What do you say, Debbie? What's up, Philly? Why don't y'all talk about Ernest T. Bass and, uh, and Otis? We have a little bit. Old Otis. Legendary television character. Otis reminds me of a mutual friend of mine and Phil's. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Has TJ called in yet? TJ has been incommunicado since... Um, uh, kind of dancing around when all this stuff with the NCAA dropped. Which that, that's not like, like TJ in the past has generally called in and faced the music the next day after a, a Tennessee butt whooping. So you, that just gives you some indication as to how hard Big Blue Nation is taking this. Tell you what, Coach Cal couldn't even face the music. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they're, Coach they're, Cal, they're, TJ. they're turtling. I tell you what, I just was on, uh, while I was on hold, I was looking at Rep, Rep Rafters and, uh, that thing, uh, you think they go after we go after Tennessee coaches? They're they're oh. more hardcore than we are. You know, it, we don't do that with any other fan base, do we? Where when we beat them, we go out and listen to their and look at their message boards. No, like, no, it's, it's there Kentucky. It. It's just why? Why? What? Football know, and basketball. They, they know how to be miserable on KSR for us. Like when we beat Alabama. In 2022, I don't remember. Yeah, you saw some of it, and, the, and those tears were delicious. But I don't remember spending any time like looking at their message boards or listening to their radio shows or anything like that. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're, we're basically the same. You know, for being honest, uh, both fan base very similar, and uh, in a lot of ways, and we hate they hate as much as we hate. It's, you know, like you were talking about Vanderbilt. The it's other a natural day. border rivalry. It doesn't need to go. I mean, we talk about like permanent opponents, and you know, I mean, there's a good, there's a good argument to be made for Kentucky. You know, there there is some serious rivalry there. Well, it's the it's the biggest basketball rivalry in the Southeastern Conference. I, I put it up there with uh, any of the other. We were talking about that on voluntary reaction, Phil. I put it up there with Duke, North Carolina, and some of these other big rivalry games. And we've been yeah, playing them for over 100 years now. If Tennessee could quit having the slumps in their program, I mean, you know, for about 15, 20 years there, Tennessee was irrelevant in basketball. Yeah, we, well, we did sort of seed the ground there, but those days are long gone, Phil. Yeah, and Rick Barnes is four and five in Lexington. That's just simply amazing <sighs> wow. to me. Wow. Let's go up there and beat them next year and get back to 500. 
You know what we're going to have to do, though? If we're going, if we're going to win this re- SEC regular season championship, but I don't care about getting the Final Four anyway, but still, we'd have to beat Alabama and T-Town to win the SEC uh, regular season championship. Yeah. How sweet would that be to pull that off? A lot of heavy lifting to do yet. Yeah, we do. It's uh, Especially those last four games on the SEC schedule. That's, uh, man, that's something right there. Yeah, and, and then South Carolina has an easier road to hoe, evidently. Like I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Phil, we're out of time, man. Appreciate the phone call. Stay with us. Hour number two, number three of the drive coming up right after this here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive.